0: hello and welcome to conference in review i'm dana
1: and i'm derek
0: today we are studying bless in his name by president henry b eyring from the priesthood session of the april 2021 general conference
1: it's our second to last talk and uh, we have about a week and a half before conference october 2021
0: Yes, it's just that last talk by President Nelson from the priesthood session.
1: Okay, so we're going to dig into his talk. He says, it is my belief that there is an ever-increasing priesthood power in the world. And did you want to say something? Well,
0: I, I just think that's really, that's very neat how he says increasing At a time when all the other talks are talking about how faith is decreasing, people are leaving Christianity, they're leaving their faiths, and they're becoming more and more secular. How comforting and amazing it is that he's saying there's an increasing priesthood power in this world.
1: Yeah, I I just think it goes along with a lot of what the prophet has talked about, about the increasing our power through going to the temple, which is through the priesthood and uh, we're trying to increase that power at a time when the world is, is crazy. And then he says, be even more effective in your personal priesthood service and magnify your call to serve. Figuring out how to magnify your call, he is going to talk about what he figured out about how to magnify his calling from when he was a deacon.
0: And... I had asked Derek as a woman who does not hold the priesthood does this apply to me?
1: Yeah. Because when a priesthood leader gives you a calling is through my understanding is that that calling you're given all the rights and powers from the priesthood to fulfill your calling which means that you're allowed to use the power to fulfill your calling.
0: That's good to know.
1: And so he says, you may wonder what to magnify, but you may wonder what to magnify your calling can mean for you. And so he says, you knew deacons, you knew ordained elders, knew bishops, he and this is everybody. I think this applies to everyone, but he specifically addresses those three as he starts to talk about this this subject. He goes into a story. Did you have anything else you wanted to share on that?
0: Oh, I don't know. I guess it'd imply if you're even if you're the deacon's quorum advisor. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who's new to their calling.
1: Yeah. He thinks back to when he's a deacon, and we we've commented that he he tells a lot of stories about when he's a deacon, kind of like Elder Rukdorff refers a lot to when he was a youth and all the things that he went through mm-hmm. as being a fugitive, because I mean that's it was a rare thing, and he was in a, a rare experience of being in a very small branch, and he talks about having church at their house; they're the only family. He was the only deacon, and his brother was the only teacher, and they passed the sacrament, and that was, that was the sacrament, was him and his brother in their dining room. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to Utah, where there's tons of members, <laughs> and he found himself in a ward with many deacons. And his first sacrament meeting, he observed the deacons like an army moving with precision as they passed the sacrament like a trained team.
0: I love how he calls it an army. Yeah. That's such a fun analogy because, yeah, they're all precise like a little army.
1: Yeah. He was so frightened that the next Sunday he went to the ward and he mentions that it's the Yale Crest Ward. In Salt Lake City, behind the statue, and he prayed fervently that he wouldn't fail at passing the sacrament. And he says that prayer was answered.
0: He says that when he was a young man, he thought he did what he thought he was a deacon's responsibility, and he thought, My responsibility is to pass the sacrament. As he gets older, in line upon line, he realizes that the purpose of receiving the priesthood is to allow them, allow priesthood holders, it's their purpose, to bless people for the Lord doing so in his name. Now, if you want to know more about what those specific duties are of the priesthood, I would refer you to his talk in April 2018 called Inspired Ministering, and this is a talk where he quotes... A big chunk from a young 14 year old young man who's a teacher he quoted from his talk he I just thought how funny it is that you're going to a sacrament meeting you're giving a talk and there's a general authority quorum of the twelve I don't know if he was in the first presidency at that point but not only is he there listening to your talk but he quotes it and he uses it in his talk In general conference for everybody, wow. Wow. That would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And this young man, his talk, a lot of these duties, they are from Doctrine and Covenants 2059. So as a deacon, he thought, my duty is to pass the sacrament. And that was one of the duties. But according to these other sources I mentioned, It's also his duty to warn, expound, and teach, and invite all to come unto Christ. And so President Eyring says that as a high priest years later, he was able to get the fullness of what his duties were as a deacon when he had to visit a care facility, a care center, for a sacrament meeting, and he was asked to pass the sacrament meeting. So at this point now, he's older, he's not just thinking about i got to make sure I do a good job. I get it to the right people. I go to the right place. He has added these other layers to it that beforehand he was praying for a miracle for not just about how to do his part, but how he could serve those, how he could make those he was serving feel of the Lord's love. And part of that that was answered for him when he passed it. And he looked into each of their eyes and he saw many weeping and one lady grabbed his sleeve, looked up and said aloud, Oh, thank you. Thank you. And that was an answer to his prayer because line upon line, he had learned the fullness of what his duties were as a priesthood bearer.
1: Yeah. He says, uh, that day I had prayed for such a miracle to come instead of praying for how well I might do my part. I prayed that the people would feel the Lord's love through my loving service. Instead of focusing on the duty, he's focusing on serving the Lord's children. So he then goes on to talk about uh, an experience that he had, uh, not that he had, but uh, that this member had during the COVID-19 pandemic. A ministering brother accepted an assignment from his elders quorum president um, to take the sacrament to a sister. And he, when he called her to offer to bring the sacrament, she was reluctant and she accepted. Um, She didn't want to take him out of his home. And when he arrived... She had a request that he also take it next door to her 87-year-old neighbor. And so he got authorization from the bishop, and he was able to do that. And so for many weeks, socially distancing and using all the safety measures, they passed the sacrament to that small group. And he says, many tears were shed for the goodness of a loving God and in time the ministering brothers family and the sister were all able to go back to church but the 87 year old widow wasn't able to because it wasn't safe enough and so she wasn't even his ministering sister but he continued to take the sacraments to her his His priesthood service he says, like mine that day is given out of love, and he he realized the difference, and we've talked about this, but the difference in serving as that deacon and then serving someone else through his service, they give credit to God, and the Lord is able to bless that that person because of that individual service.
0: I, just if you go back, I feel like it all goes back to that one line in his talk. The purpose for our receiving the priesthood is to allow us to bless people for the Lord doing so in his name. Yeah. Just, I, I just love that. Just that one quote from the entire talk. It's just the heart.
1: And it, it wasn't something that that elder was getting attention. You know, this was... Strictly out of love for the Lord and out of for the sister so that she could receive it.
0: I like how after that he was so he felt the Lord's love so strongly that he asked if there were others that he could serve in the same way as well. Yeah. Um, The next paragraph. Now, this next little paragraph talks about when he felt the result of praying before he goes to give the priesthood blessing. And this happened when he had to go give a blessing to a little girl uh, who was about to die. Well, they thought she was going to die, and he gave a blessing that she would live and be healed, and she was. Now, if you want a bigger, if you want more detail on this story, because he gives the story in more detail, go to April 2015, Priesthood and Personal Prayer. He gives a... A big, uh, much longer description of what had happened here. How the doctors were rude to him. How, when he gave that priesthood blessing that she'd be healed, they kind of snorted in disgust, like, Who do you think you are?
1: Right during the blessing, right?
0: They I don't know if it was during, but it was like right after it or during it. I don't, yeah. he didn't really specify. Maybe he did. But yeah. But he was in tune with the priesthood. But now he says there's often that you give a blessing of of healing or whatnot, and you've got to be in tune with what the Lord wants to give them the blessing that the Lord wants them to have, not what you want them to have. And Derek, you have an experience um, similar to this. I guess yeah. it wasn't blessing, but it was praying.
1: Yeah, my first wife was sick for a long time, and I was sure that we were going to be able to, through prayer... And blessing, I, I remember setting up a time to give her a blessing, and I fasted. And I gave her the blessing, and I was sure that we were going to be able to heal her. And it, it got to the point that I felt like the Lord was not listening to me at all. And because uh, I was so focused on healing her... And I remember there being a day when I, I'd lost something and I prayed to find it and almost immediately found it and knew that the Lord was listening to me and realized that all these other prayers that I've been praying were, weren't what the Lord wanted. That he, it wasn't that He was listening, it just that I wasn't listening because. I couldn't accept the fact that that wasn't the answer that I was supposed to get. So that was a hard lesson for me, and she did pass away because she was was supposed to. There wasn't anything that I could do to change that. And so I needed to learn how to listen to what the Lord wanted to happen. So sometimes we always want them to be healed, but sometimes... It's not meant to be. And so we need to be able to accept the answers from the Lord.
0: I love this quote he says, is that in his experience, even if the blessing is not what the others desire for themselves or their loved ones, the Spirit touches hearts to experience acceptance and comfort rather than disappointment. I remember my brother, when he was sick, telling me that He could feel the prayers. He goes, I feel them. It makes such a difference. Well, he passed away. And yet he had been blessed that even when he had that emotional birthday that I'd mentioned, I think last week, that emotional birthday party where he knew something I didn't know, he was able to go in peace because he knew the Lord had a plan for him, that the Lord had comforted him, that even though all i mean he hated leaving his wife with a a child who's got just severe issues he's and he's a hard kid and he hated the idea of leaving her alone but the lord had comforted him to know it's gonna be okay and the amazing thing that happened is that three was it three years later um she was able to marry she found a man who was a friend who came in there and was able to pick up the burden that was left by my brother leaving. And the Lord had comforted Blair before he left. It's going to be okay. It's like, how? But how? how? Who's going to want to be able to come and help her and be with this woman? First of all, she's widowed and she won't be sealed to her. And she got this really difficult child and he sent Fleming into her life. And they were friends. They'd known each other before and he had become widowed as well.
1: But and she she wasn't ever going to She
0: didn't want to get married. She
1: again. didn't want to ever get married. She she he loved was, him so much. Yes. And it was because of of this boy and how hard it was that when she realized he was willing to give her a break and help mm-hmm. her. And he's taken
0: on this little this boy. Who is? That's a hard kid. It, but changed, he her needs two it changed her heart. It changed her heart. She realized she couldn't
1: do it alone, and she realized he could help her.
0: And so, when that blessing is not what she wants, Lord says it's gonna be okay. Things were okay, yeah. and he's still hard, but she's got help now. Yeah. She's got someone who's all in.
1: Yeah, it's a tag team now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, I I love that how. It's acceptance and comfort, comfort. It's gonna be okay, I have a way. You don't know what it is, but trust me, yeah. I'm gonna find a way and it's gonna be all right and your wife is gonna be okay. Your yeah. son's gonna be okay. And I know it was so hard because you know I know his kids, oh, I miss him like crazy. I mean, I miss him, he's my brother, but you know, when you grow up, you form your own little families and so the way you feel about them, they're just your best friends. But there's something very irreplaceable about a dad and a child losing one or the other.
1: So, uh, we'll move on. He talks about another example of this is uh, the patriarchs as they give these blessings. And the, the blessings that surprised him, surprised the person receiving the blessing, both warnings and promises... We don't know what is there, but when we trust in the Lord, the Lord gives those answers according to His time, and and we just need to trust trust in the Lord.
0: It takes effort to distinguish what the Lord wants from what you want and what the other person wants. Now, I've never had to give a priesthood blessing, so I don't understand this, but I have prayed, and I think this, this goes along if you are... If you were like me and you're a woman listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't know, I don't give anyone a blessing. Well, you've said a prayer before. It's, it's the same thing. It takes effort to distinguish what the Lord wants from what you want.
1: Yes. It's and I think point. the
0: difference is that we don't have that authorization to, to go give a blessing on behalf of someone to, to tell them what the Lord wants. And yet we still are able to pray and know what the Lord's, uh, what the Lord wants us to do.
1: He he says that it's it's based you know, it's it it's based on our diligence to try and understand what the Lord wants. And as we pay attention to like you're saying, to the Lord's will and recognize that instead of just continually praying for what we want,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we we gain a relationship with him and come closer to him.
0: You had a quote there I like
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, then he quotes from Doctrine and Covenants. And this is a quote that President Nelson has quoted several times. And uh, it says, For whoso is faithful unto obtaining these two priesthoods, of which I have spoken, and the magnifying their calling, are sanctified by the Spirit unto the renewing of their bodies. They become the sons of Moses and of Aaron, and the seed of Abraham, the church and kingdom, and the elect of God. And also, all they who receive the priesthood receive me, saith the Lord. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and study that, it is. What is that? That is. is it DNC 80, 84. DNC 84, 84, yeah. 33. 33
0: through 35,
1: 35 yeah. yeah. But a lot of promises for those that, that receive the priesthood. And magnify their calling and that's what he's talking about. Is instead of just doing your duty, learning how to look at, at people and serve the people.
0: So uh he, he starts giving his testimony of the priesthood. It is my witness that the keys of the priesthood were restored to the prophet Joseph Smith. And when I read that, read that, I said, I started thinking that song. The priesthood is restored, the truth made known to Men." This is a
1: primary song. It's a primary <laughs> song.
0: It's only four lines. Now, I can't remember exactly the melody of the last bit, but I remember, okay, so I was teaching an age group that is Ryan's age. So Ryan's 17 now. So it was when that age group was probably about seven. So it was about 10 years ago. Six, seven. So it was like 10 to 12 years ago. I don't know. It was a while ago. And I remember the primary chorister teaching it to it, And she goes, and you hold this out really long, and she's holding her arms up. And these kids are learning this vital gospel doctrine, and they don't even know it. They're just learning a fun song because it sounds so majestic. And it's just a four-line poem. The priesthood is restored, the truth made known to man, that God has spoken to the earth, his power is here again. And it sounds like something you would announce at the top of a mountainside the priesthood is restored, because it's that amazing. Yeah. And I look at the words and the music, and it has Joan D. Campbell wrote the music, or the words, and Hal K. Campbell wrote the music. And I wondered if they were maybe married, because it has a birth date, it says 1929, 1927, which, you know, that kind of sounds like a married couple, maybe. And it was written in 1969, so if you've never heard that song and you've got the gospel app the gospel library app if you go to the primary songbook, the children's song book and you do it you can turn on this little thing oh let's see if i can let's see if i can maybe play it isn't that fun it sounds so majestic they've got the horns and everything That's a fun one, huh? Uh-huh. I I don't think I'm going to go to copyright jail because I'm not making any money off this podcast. <laughs> if anything, mm-hmm. I'm spending money on this podcast. But, um yeah, I think it's okay if you're using it for non-commercial purposes. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Oh, it's so neat that the, it's the Lord, the servants of the Lord appeared from heaven to restore the priesthood for the great events that have unfolded in that lie before us. And wow, that lie before us, the second coming, the gathering of Israel. It's, it's, we live in a scary world, but yet there is exciting times that are here too. It's, it's. I don't know what to say. It's like having children. It's wonderful, and they drive you crazy at the same time, and sometimes you're like, I wish they would just leave. And at the same time, I, I love it when they're all here, and I'm already sad that our youngest, we're going to empty nesters in four years, and if the kids come back, they'll just be adults. Oh. Well, Derek, would you like to take us out with the last tear
1: he says you may feel small compared to the great sweep of what the Lord will do. If you do, I invite you to ask prayerfully how the Lord sees you. He knows you personally, he conferred the priesthood upon you, and your rising up and magnifying the priesthood matter to him because he loves you and he trusts you to bless people. He loves his name. Um he's It's just a neat talk about the purpose of the priesthood, the true purpose of the priesthood, and how we can use it uh, the way the Lord wants us to, which is to look. I love how he describes it. To look in their eyes and realize how those individuals are feeling and try to serve in a way that makes them Come closer to Heavenly Father, and if you're serving in that way, then you're serving. You're using the priesthood the way you're supposed to. And then he, it says, I bless you to be able to feel His love, and His trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the end of the talk. So we have one more,
0: one more talk,
1: one more talk, and then I
0: know I, I, I say I always feel a little sad saying goodbye to the set of talks I've been studying for the last six months, and then I get really excited. It's kind of like being a teacher.
1: Well, don't say goodbye yet, because we have one more. One
0: more. more. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when you're a teacher, and you say at the end of the school year, Bye! And you're like, I'm so looking forward to summer break. But on the other hand, you're like, I'm really going to miss mm-hmm. these guys, because next year I'm going to have a new set of kids, and it won't uh-huh. be the same. I, don't, I teach all of the kids, because I'm specialties. But if you're a regular homeroom teacher of these little kiddos, you know what you you know what I mean. All right, so let's get ready for next time what we are learning and will never forget by President Russell M. Nelson. And um, we're sorry this came out a little later and hopefully that will come out on Sunday or Monday like we usually do.
1: Yeah. And we just wanna recommend that you follow the prophet and we'll leave you with that.